Nothing puts an organization on edge more than an inspection. It's never a good feeling having someone dig through your work life. It's around this time where management reinforces the policies and procedures of your organization, some of which you were never made aware of, nor were they ever enforced up until now. When your boss is awkwardly nice and has that creepy smile on his face, that's when you know it's inspection season. Inspection time. It's not a fun time. Well, depending on what side of the spectrum you're on, it could be a hilarious time. If you're the one giving the inspection, good. Good. Yes, good. You know, but but if you're on the receiving end, like you said, with your boss being nice to you, like, hey guys, mind if we all chip in and do this and that and whatever else, and I'll buy pizza for everybody on Friday. Motherfucker, why are you being so nice right now? Oh, mm-hmm. oh, I you, know what it is. You're about to get me. Right, right. And we have our guest for today in our episode of Inspection Season. Please welcome aboard Bubbles. Bubbles. Yay. Hey. the claps. So Bubbles, you you were a former GM of a restaurant chain, and now you are an associate director of a housing program. I'd imagine the inspection criteria you guys go through for either job is just off the wall. Yeah. So um, when I was a GM, we had inspections uh, monthly. Um, that would come down from corporate and they were always a surprise. Um, and the first, you know, a few owners that I worked for, it was always a really negative experience because, you know, the inspectors were really out to get the owners partially like very, I mean, I would too. Uh, <laughs> they didn't own their, they didn't own the restaurant, um, or carry it out in the way that they were supposed to. Um, and then I eventually changed owners and it was like a complete 180 experience where then inspections were like, Hey, you're doing a really great job. Hey, you know how to like manage control and operate this restaurant. Hey, you know, like maybe hit a few things on X, Y, Z. And so it really transformed the experience into, yeah, this is spur of the moment. But as long as you're doing your job consistently well all the time, then it was fine. And then, you know, it completely transformed coming into the nonprofit world, um, especially as an associate director, where it is not fun. You're (laughs) dealing with, you know, federal funds. You're dealing with, you know, I operate a budget of about $4 million and it's not fun. Well, there's several people at this table that are in need. (laughs) <laughs> of four million dollars. Four million dollars. Yeah. Same. 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 <laughs> Same Z's friend. Same Z's. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I operate. I I manage about four million dollars, and the inspection criteria for that is off the wall. You know, especially because I have a mixture of different funds. So I control city, state, federal funds. And they all come with a plethora of different things. So federal money is never going to be any fun. And so they're going to be extra stringent on what they're looking for. And we've been, you know, recently had a lot of different audits a lot of the time because our contract monitors are not the most fond of some people in my organization. And so they've been like, oh, look, surprise audit in a week from now. Going back to what MVP said, or actually what we said in that one QA episode where you have the sharks in the water, like, hey. I'm going to inspect y'all. Which, what's going on? <laughs> like fish are friends, not food, except in this instance, you're definitely food. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We are definitely food and they definitely, you know, come, come to hit. 
Um, and what's been happening is that, you know, I have been consistently given a few more programs just to kind of ease the waters and make us a little bit of a friend. Um, our inspectors and our uh, contract monitors typically have really enjoyed working with me uh, just because like, A, I know how to do my job and I know how to do it well and I execute it. Um, but also, you know, my boss will start putting me into stuff that I'm not even over just so that, you know, the audit doesn't go too bad. So like I'll sit there and have conversations with the contract monitor and be like, yeah, well, this is what we're doing. And she'll be like, you're not actually over this project, though. And I was like, no, but we can have a conversation about it. <laughs> so I heard you say um, in the beginning when you first started, they were horrendous to do the inspections because the people running the show. But then once you took over or the company changed hands to a different person, the inspections became almost enjoyable because they were just uh, routine. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't jumping through your ass or hoops or whatever you want to say to get, to make sure you pass the inspection. It was just, Oh, you're showing up today. Cool. Well, I don't have to operate any differently because so I listened to a, a podcast not two days ago and it was talking about leadership and they were talking about inspections. And so what I'm going to take from that and apply to this conversation is it sounds like leadership made the difference. And as you said, you said, if everybody's just doing their job and running it the right way, then an inspection is just another day with an additional person walking around with a clipboard. Yeah. Well, we've alluded to that for how many times already where most people really don't give a shit until they're about ready to get their shit pushed in. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, so w with the leadership, right? So me or you in this instance, uh, bubbles as the lead, as the boss, um, as the GM, whatever you want to say, as that role, you've obviously done something, right? You figured out how to lead people properly to know that I don't have to go down on the floor every day and ensure my guys are doing their job right. I don't have to micromanage because my leadership skills, they understand. And what I've put forward as a directive says, Hey, I need to do my job the right way. So that way, when somebody comes to me as the lead, uh, you know, QA comes to me as the lead or whatever federal agents come and inspect your organization. Say, hey, we're doing a surprise inspection. Okay. Hmm. Should I go down and make sure that these guys, the admin people have all their paperwork squared away? I mean, I guess I, I you could spot check a couple of times a quarter or something like that, but you shouldn't have to be there every day making sure of it. And then, and know that those people are doing their job because of the leadership you've put forward. Right. So when they come and get inspected, you're like, oh, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. But your people have done everything they're supposed to be doing and have continued to do so. So they're like, oh, okay, this is perfect. Great. Moving on. Yeah, exactly. It, you know, I really, and it took a long time to, to get there. You know, it took a long time of taking over teams and flipping teams if necessary, you know, and that's always been kind of the type of leader that I've been of, you know, I have a plan, I have a vision, and you are either going to walk this vision with me and walk it well and do what you need to do, or, you know, we're going to look for outside opportunities for you and, and whatever that may look like. And, you know, sometimes people want to go for the ride because they see the vision and sometimes they don't. And it's never been personal. It's always been like, you know, what are we really here for? We're here to provide services to young people. And so you're either going to be on that path with me or I need you to step off or I will make that decision well, for you. And as you probably... You've probably experienced, right? People who are there like, look, we, we are here for the kids. Let's do something. Let's do right by the kids. But you also have the people that are there for like, 
I don't give a damn about these kids. I just want that paycheck. And I, mm-hmm. I ain't about to do any extra. The most you're going to get from me is that I show up every day. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I so can. you had mentioned flipping teams. Um, what have you done? Well, I guess coming into it, when you've decided that a team needs to be flipped, what sort of, uh, I guess, ideals were they exhibiting that caused you to say, this isn't working and I got to start over from scratch? And then what measures did you take to ensure that you could flip them legally with whatever, you know, like in this state to get terminated is like an act of God. You know what I mean? Especially even if somebody's not doing their job and continues to not do their job, it's still an act of God to get somebody terminated from their, for their position. So what have you done to, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. So I just want to make sure that I touch on your first question too. Kind of what, assessments I, I do when, when I need to realize that I need to flip a team is do they have a fuck these kids mentality? Um, because that you can't change that. I can't make you care about your work. I can't, you know, make you understand why you're here. Like, especially in my line of work, you need to be able to have that very soft skill and that, you know, basis of this is my foundation. This is why I'm here. This is what keeps me here. Because this work is rough, it's rigid, it's emotional, it's raw, it's in your face, and you are going to be challenged every single step of the way. So you at least got to know why are you here. And, you know, you're going to be, and it's also full of, you know, bureaucratic bullshit as well of like, I got to jump through XYZ hoop just to be able to provide a service to a young person that I don't need to walk through XYZ hoop. Like, it can just get done. Um, and so, you know, it's, do you have the mindset of, you know, why you're here? And if you know why you're here, then I am more than willing to invest in you. And then my second step is always, you know, can you have the very critical conversation with me of, Hey, you're fucking up in X, Y, Z area. And this is our plan moving forward. And are you going to be accountable to yourself? And are you, and are you also going to expect that same accountability from me and call me out on my shit? Because I'm not the perfect person. I don't pretend to be the perfect boss or leader. It's all about, you know, do you have the ability to tell me, hey, you know what? You got me really messed up right now. And I need you to change the way that you are either talking to me or directing me or leading me. Well, that's that's the signs of of good leadership, too. I know this is this episode's about inspections. We're talking a lot about leadership, but it's all going to circle back to one another. But uh, signs of a good leader saying, hey, just because I said so doesn't mean that that's written in stone. Hey, look, here's the path or the plan that I've drawn up and I want to implement, but know that if you keep hitting roadblock after roadblock, you should come be able to come back to me and look, look, boss, I've tried six different ways here and it's just not working, but I have identified a way that I think will work. And you as the boss should be open to say, okay, fantastic. Whatever it takes to get through there, you know, instead of being like, no, I said this way and you'll kill yourself to do that. Yeah. Well, that's part of like leadership 101. Like whenever you go into any any step of a process, the first thing you want to do is inspect your system and inspect your method. Because if uh, if either your measuring system or your method is wrong, you go into and plug and play, it's going to fuck it up. Yeah. I yeah. mean, because most inspections, right, they come in with a checklist. Yeah. yeah. That checklist isn't going to, it's not, it's not, um, it's not a one size fits all, like you said, Six. Yeah. It's a, uh, okay, this inspection worked for this organization. But now I'm over here at this one. There are two opposite ends of the spectrum. So what I was inspecting over here isn't going to apply over here. Some aspects will cross, but others won't. So you have to, the, the inspectors have to modify themselves as well for right. each. And 
to tie it together. What you're, what you inspect is what you expect, right? So if you, as a leader, you just expect people to know what the hell they're doing, you're just going to let it fall to the wayside. And that goes into the fuck it up, fuck everything all year long. And then when you finally get called out on it, you're, we're now inspecting what you expected. And then your shit gets pushed in. <laughs> well, you also got to say from in, an inspection side, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm about to come get inspected and I'm telling my people, Hey, we need to pull all the shelves away from the wall and polish with a tooth toothbrush, the floor underneath of those shelves and the wall behind it and all the cracks in the floor and whatever else. But I'm going to ignore my GSE equipment that has clear hydraulic leaks and right. visible malfunctions. I'm, I'm sending the wrong picture to my team. I'm telling them that I care about the wrong stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, so when an inspection comes, Hey, we noticed there's some, a little bit of extra dirt underneath your racks, but you passed everything on your GSE and all your support equipment and, and your, your, your procedures and how you're operating is all one hundreds. Right. Okay, cool. I can live with some dirt under my rack, under the shelves. I don't care. And bubbles. I'm pretty sure you've experienced some issues like that where a lot of people would come inspection season, they'll key off of these like easy hits, I would call it, you know, like, oh, your, your floor is a little dirty, your tables are not properly aligned or some little pit, petty shit. But like the he- but the heavy stuff, as MVP said, like, well, your, your GSC is not working or your, your fry cook is leaking or some crazy shit, you know, like stuff that will actually impede your job and, and or safety. Right. So, so like when I've been inspected in the past, Hey, you know, your windows are a little dirty. Um, if if you get dinged, if those are the only things you take take a hit on your inspection, you pass that inspection with flying colors because you're focused on what's important, not not the stupid stuff, you know. Because don't we have a custodial staff for window cleaning? That's that is always my inspect. Well, the windows are a little <laughs> dirty. Well, I'm not custodial, nor is my team. So take your issues up with those. Well, it's everybody's job to ensure the place is clean. Uh, it's not everybody's job to make sure the aircraft are operational, though. So. Uh, I'm going to focus on that task first because that seems more important than clean windows. Yeah, that's what we call like critical values. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I'd rather make sure that my restaurant, my kids, my program, my flight actually happens than me worrying that I didn't fill the freaking the tank full of windshield wiper fluid. <laughs> yeah, the vending machine's uh, only half filled. Never mind that you helped 4,000 kids over the last six months, no, we're going to worry about, we're going to focus on, see, but that's another thing with inspections, right? So a lot of people only focus on the negative side of inspections, but what should also happen from an inspection, which I need to learn in my current position mm-hmm. is also to give praise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. a lot of it only focuses on the negative side, but you should come in and say, Hey, look, the only thing I could find was dirt under the shelf. Well done. Well done. You guys have obviously figured out what it takes to operate and do it efficiently and effectively. And so my hat's off to you. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's kind of what we what we see across the board, especially in my line of work, is that we have, you know, some contract monitors, inspectors, whatever we want to call them, so bitter and salty that, you know, they can't see when something's been done right. Like, and I'll give, you know, one of my programs, for instance, you know, we had five young people graduate from high school this year in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Awesome. And, 
you know, last year, yeah, we had lost a contract. And also, you know, we've worked so hard to make sure that we are really changing the direction. But all they could focus on was, oh, well, last year you did this. And I was like, yes, and this year we're doing this. Mm -hmm. So can you see the level of work that we're doing with less money? Yeah, Yeah, I've come in in on time, under budget, and produce with more out positive production. Sounds weird to say it that way when talking about children, but I mean, but it's true. It's but it's true, true like, right? Yeah, like I've done more or less. But you're telling all you can see is that last year I put two more kids through high school. Well, very well, but there wasn't a pandemic last year, right? And there wasn't these additional things we had to do, and I had more money last year. But I, you cut my budget, but I was still able to turn a positive profit, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, and sometimes I think that we get so lost in in that idea too, you know. Sometimes the nonprofit world, especially when, you know, you start talking finance, can get very corporate and you forget you're not here to make money. You're here to spend your money. You're mm-hmm, here to, yeah. to to get it down to zero. So allow me to to come up with a plan of how I can spend your money because I know how to spend your money. But yeah. but they all it seems like people when you start talking about money, even though it wasn't theirs to begin with, they treat it like it's theirs and you're like, are you secretly getting a cut out of this somewhere? Because like, why wait a minute, you're, right? you're, you're fighting me pretty hard for something that was never yours anyways. So what kind of, and I'm sure a lot of that happens, some probably dirty dealing and like, oh, we got $4 million this year, but you're going to have to do it, make do with three. Yeah. Where's that other million? Mm, overhead operating costs. Reserve. Reserve. Yeah. And you're like. Okay, so when whenever you need that reserve, like, hey, can we pull that million out of reserve? We're uh, coming close to the budget. Ooh, that's already been spent. Yeah, you know, the, the travel funds? Ooh, those yeah. things be popping. Yeah. <laughs> First class ain't cheap, okay? That's five grand, That's $5,000 each, each per yeah. trip. I have a $25,000 a year budget just for my travel. <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 Are you flying private everywhere? Excuse well, that's me. Besides really? the point. Don't we? This ain't about me. It's about the kids. Okay, so let's <laughs> right. just focus on that. Right. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and and when we go when we go about inspections and we go about like all the good things and whatnot, we also talk about the cost of poor quality. You know, like reworks, scraps, uh, having to redo processes, recall um, services or items or whatever case may be. All this stuff costs money, and then, um. No one really gives a shit until all that stuff comes back and it starts stacking up, stacking up, stacking up. And you start wondering like, well, where did we go wrong in this process? And then you, you start digging around, you find out the, pro- the, the issue happened in step two and we're on step 98. <laughs> right. Why wasn't this addressed back at step two? Well, we found a way around it. Um, and so no, 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 no. That's not how this works. I, I found your flaw on step two and you continued to go past it. Yeah. Ding. That's a mark against you. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it should be cause for corrective action, mm-hmm. but in many organizations, they're like, whatever, we don't care about your inspection. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and, and they typically don't. Like, oh, whatever, they're here, they're going to dig through our shit, they're going to push us, they're going to give us a bad grade, wherever it is, we can't, we're still going to conduct business. And in most cases, they do that. So before the and and season comes by, they just go about their business however they see fit, however this is the way we've always done it, is exercised, you know. Uh, well, we'll just use the same frying oil for the next two weeks because why not? Or we're going to use the same bed sheets because why not? Or the same packings for <laughs> yeah. however many inspections because why not? Right. And 
when when the inspection comes by, we know it's coming. We know when it's gonna be. But then we start thinking, oh shit, we should probably clean our shit up. (laughs) (laughs) Right, and 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 if the shop had been operating how it's supposed to all year round, uh, this is never an issue. But but it seems like many places only do what they want and and just live for the inspection. Clean it up enough for the inspection. Yeah. And they can just go right right back to the trash fire, mm-hmm. you know, that it was beforehand. And then another week, again, oh, the week before another inspection, everybody get your crap together. You guys are the worst human beings for letting this place go, get this bad. Yeah. And then the day after the inspection, we don't care about any of this anymore. Yeah. It's like, all right, we made it through. Now, business as usual. You, ever, you guys ever hear that? Anyone out oh, yeah. there ever hear that? Business as usual. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's like, a, like when they say business as usual, I picture like this really shitty road and it has like a giant pothole and they just kind of stuck a piece of uh, plywood over it. And then that's the inspection part. And then it's back to the shitty road again. Business yeah. as usual. <laughs> yeah. See, we fixed, we, we, we put in temporary repairs until we can actually fix it. And then when the inspection's done, this, this plywood's got to go on the wall over here though. Cause we <laughs> took it off the wall behind the shelf where they couldn't see and now we got to put it back. You know, like, <laughs> or we don't have enough funds to allocate for a permanent fix. So we're just going to reallocate that somewhere else because why not? <laughs> and, and it goes that way. And it goes that way until, until the customer comes around and says, how come, how come it costs me this much extra? And, and because you guys failed inspections or whatever else. And that costs money to fix their stuff that should have been done right the first time. Right. Mm-hmm. The customer goes, I'm not paying for any of that because that's, your job to ensure that that's why is it why are you trying to pin that bill on me and right. six you and i and i'm sure shoreline and bubbles you've worked for places where they're like you try to they try to push that cost off on the customer and the customer's like hold on why is there an extra bill here for 250 grand right what's that for i'm i'm not paying for that that's your problem not right. mine right imagine that say like at a subway or whatnot like you stick the customer with the bill to fix the frying or um fix the baking oven yeah, because we fucked it up, but yeah. we're we're gonna bill it to you because you're the one buying the sandwich, not you, us. You want this sandwich, right? And you want it heated? You better pay to fix this <laughs> oven. How much you want this sandwich, friend? Like, I mean, it's kind of funny you said that though, because Shoreline and I used to work at a Subway that did that. That yeah, that, that was totally hypothetical, but I, that's even <laughs> that, more sad than that. <laughs> that's that's totally legit. And you know, so there they are in the back, like, well, we're out of gas for the blow torches. All right. <laughs> with their mouth, yeah. like, everyone get a stick and start rubbing it together. We'll, 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 we'll make it just got to get steamed up. That's it. Just got to get steamed up. <laughs> got to get slightly lukewarm. Sit in, Give the sit appearance. The microwaves are still working, right? Sit in the window. <laughs> sit in the window where the sun's coming through. <laughs> It'll get baked in like three to five weeks. <laughs> I mean, right? Uh, science. Yeah. Yeah. It'll eventually even out. <laughs> Eventually. So do you think with inspection inspections that I know we've said numerous times that money drives everything, but do you think that's the same with inspections? Do you think money drives the inspection or the other way? The inspection drives the money and where it goes. It depends on the type on the line of work you're in. Um I definitely think that in my current line of work, the inspection drives the money. And, you know, I have seen that both positively and negatively happen where, you know, I've seen programs get inspected beyond corrective actions and lose grants. So I was going to say, so a negative inspection 
takes money away. Like, yeah. look, you guys were obviously wasting what we gave you. So I'm not going to give you that much to waste. I'm going to cut it, but dial it back. You wasted 200 grand. Cool. Your new budget's 200 grand less. Yeah, Suck, exactly. Sucks to suck. And yeah. then but vice versa. Like, man, you guys got it all together. You figured it out. You're, this is a well-oiled machine. Cool. Here's an extra 500, you know? Right. Okay. Yeah, I've definitely seen, you know, especially some city contracts as well. They're they're starting to integrate some paper performance measures. And so it's like if you hit XYZ outcomes, you're more likely to get more money. And I've also seen, you know, in our city contracts as well, oh, you didn't hit this. Well, we're gonna take away three, five grand. And so, you know, I think definite definitely in my current line of work the uh, the inspection definitely drives the money and it controls the money so you know you want to be hitting on where you're going to hit and it, it's it's kind of scary when it does it because then you have to rethink how am i going to still execute my outcome because your outcome doesn't change if you can't reach it even if you tell them you know this is not realistic this is not realistic it's like, well, too bad. Nationwide, we we said that it is. And it's like, but well, we've got a different population. And it's just like, too bad. Yeah. Omaha said that they can do it for this amount. Yeah, but that's Omaha. We're Seattle. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or, you know, I mean, we're, we're, in, or, or be like Los Angeles. Okay. Well, you know, Louisville, Kentucky said they can do it for this much a year. Yeah. So that's what we're saying nationwide. Okay. Well, their population is, uh, a lot less dense. Their population is like 1.2 million, and I have 22 million. So it's not going to work. Because I got like 1.2 million per square. It's not block. only <laughs> impossible; it's implausible. <laughs> Debunked. I'm not great at math, but that doesn't add up. <laughs> <laughs> something, something not right. Uh, I think um, it, it does. It does. Inspections does kind of drive money, but I think what people don't really realize is that inspections is actually a cost. You know what I mean? Like it costs to inspect, it costs to make, make sure things are right, you know, but it's, it's one of those where it's kind of understood or it's inherent because you don't want to be, you want to, you'd rather pay for this stuff on early and when it's, when you're capable of fixing it, than step 98, when the problem happened in step two, and then you have to rework the whole process all over again, or worse, where you've already punched it out for service or whatever the service is. And then you got to recall all that back because you, you pulled the noops that was preventable. Sure. And I think, I think, um, I think budgets every year are, Hey, we're, we're, of a, we have a lot of this time and money for, you know, two budgets a quarter, one budget or one, one, two budgets a quarter, two inspections a quarter or one inspection a quarter, whatever the number is. And we, we know that's a cost to do that inspection, but we've already allocated the time and money, but then there's inspections maybe that are random and come in because money's being wasted or, yep things have been damaged to the point where we have to step where they have to step in and go, hold on. Uh, you guys are under audit now because you've damaged the same component six times. Obviously you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, stop what you're doing until we can identify root cause. Yep. You know? Um, so, so oftentimes money lost also drives inspections like, Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. At this time last year, we were already, we were here with the budget and now this time, the same time this year, we're 25 grand beyond mm-hmm. what, what's happening, what's going on. I need to figure this out. Cause if we keep on this trend, we'll be over budget before the end of the year. Right. 
Okay. And then say we say we we're in that phase where we gotta get audited. We're gonna get check for root causes and whatnot. That's when everybody's all of a sudden on their best behavior. Like they're all of a sudden your friend. Like management's starting to be extra nice to you. They have that creepy sleazy ass smile like i'm supposed to know like, that you gave a fuck you like, know? <laughs> like bitch you just yelled at me last week for working 30 minutes of ot to get to get it to finish a job so i didn't have to pass it on to the next shift right and and all of a sudden you want to barbecue at each other's houses like yeah. get, get the hell away from me yeah and then, <laughs> and then all, all of that uh, a lot of that stuff um that was preventable now all of a sudden becomes an inherent emergency so i'm sure all of you have done this where management all of a sudden says like okay we got to clean everything up we're working X amount of hours a day, we're working X amount of hours a week, et cetera, et cetera, just to kind of clean it all up, get everything that we shouldn't have out of here. <laughs> yeah, like clean out the flame lockers. Hey, everything that's expired, it's got to go. <laughs> yeah, like, like stash the bad uh, baking machine into the back where no one will find it. Yeah, disguise it as a toaster. <laughs> yeah. <you laughs> a know, working one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a locker. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Disguise it's a, it as a safe. <laughs> so, but what, why are the doors horizontal? Oh, you know, because some people, you know, like they, it swings out and it hurts. So it's it, one of those hotel up, safes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Just come up with some stupid excuse. <laughs> but, they, but, but when they start hiding everything, that's when they start nitpicking all the silly shit. Like what we were saying earlier, we've got to lift up the, the aircraft to sweep underneath the tires or some stupid shit like that. <laughs> or sometimes they might find something, you know, that's pretty obvious that should have been corrected. And they're like, oh. That's an easy one. I got you there. Let me find out what other stupid stuff you've been hiding. But right. it's just that one that they got to find. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh-oh, I can't hide. I can't sweep it under the rug anymore, you know? Yeah. And that's the paranoia that sets in because like, you know, you've already been shady the whole way through for the most of the year. And then now you got to kind of backtrack and answer all of it. <laughs> and from my experience, most of the stuff, the big issues that they find wrong mm-hmm. that inspectors would find as a as a problem aren't out on the floor the hangers whatever else those crews typically have have their their lives together in that aspect from what they need to get accomplished prior to an inspection majority of it they find in records keeping oh yeah. yes the, the 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 conundrums are found in in fudge numbers in uh books or accounting uh discrepancies or mm-hmm. or something along those lines yep Oh, we mentioned in a prior episode with Buns, matter of fact, where, or actually with Jasmine and Buns, with like say with the records where they'll they'll try to backdate, um, mm-hmm. a lot all of their uh, inputs, but it'll say the last time you edited, it's like, oh yeah, we did this like three months ago. It's like, but why does your edit bias say today? Like, oh, we <laughs> we for, we forgot about that uh, little count. Oh, we we just went in there to do a pro do to do a audit trail. Yeah, that's the that's the only reason. Like, funny. Yeah. I was just adding my signature. That's it. Oh, sure. Oh, and you know that that's even worse though. Because <laughs> then you're like, why wouldn't your signature put on there the day the work was accomplished? Right. Then that <laughs> three kinda, months ago. That kind of reminds me of Monsters Inc. You know where like Wazowski, you didn't sign, you didn't turn in your we paperwork. We need your signatures. <laughs> <laughs> the the f- the fuchsia ones go to accounting, and the and the goldenrod ones go to packaging. Wherever the fuck it is. <laughs> you know, like you really got to nitpick down to the colors that all look the same. Yep. <laughs> But oftentimes there are a lot of the forms are are color coded, right? Yeah. Look at some of your aircraft forms; they're three deep, and one the top one's white, and the middle one's pink, and the bottom one's yellow, and they all go different places, right? Or you get ones where like there it says this half goes to here, and this top half goes somewhere else. Yep. 
And then they fuck that all up too. Like they just so they just make seven copies of the same thing and just shoot them out to everybody. Like I don't need this. <laughs> You're like, yeah, because they don't know their job, right? So yeah. that's when the inspector comes in. Like there's a whole awful lot of redundancy here that seems to be time wasted, right? So when you bring in the six sigma people, I'm like you're wasting uber amounts of time by Waste. sending seven copies of the same thing to all these people. Do all these people really need it? And do they need seven copies? <laughs> Or, or how about this MVP where you, you give like 25 reports to say the exact same thing to the same five people every morning and it's every still day. not good enough and then, and they still fuck it up like yeah or they don't read it yeah oh what do you mean or don't? they don't read it blasphemous read. blasphemous read. see yourself out <laughs> see yourself out that never happens well, bubbles we don't you have you don't have tell the budget me, for that kind of comment tell me reading was a job requirement this is maybe ridiculous. like audit coming up what do we need did you not read the email? It literally says in the email, oh, no, I didn't read that. So what do we need? Well, how about this? When the audit team sends out an email, what they're going to be looking for, and the email is like goes to like the top person, like, okay, cool. And they don't forward it on to anybody else. So, so then surprise inspection, and everybody's going, ah, you wait, know. What? <laughs> wait, wait, what? And then the boss is like, yeah, I sent you the email. No, you didn't. And he's like, oh, and he forwards it right like two like an hour before the inspection is supposed to begin. Yeah, here, here's the email. See, I sent it to you. You're good. And you're <laughs> yeah, like, like two hours. <laughs> this isn't enough time to prepare. <laughs> like, I don't know how good you think I am with my job, but two hours prior is not enough. <laughs> I've actually had that happen before. Oh, tell us more. Where I, you know, we had a contract monitor let let us know, I think like probably two, three weeks in advance. She's like, hey, this day we're going to be auditing, blah, blah, blah. This is what we need. X, Y, Z. Send us a detailed list of all the stuff we needed. And then I get this invitation on my calendar. I was like, I don't know what this is. Like, yeah. I don't know what this is. Delete. And then I get asked, you know, hey, so like 30 minutes before the audit happens, hey, so you're going to be in this meeting, right? With our contract monitor. I'm like, what meeting? With who? Oh, it's so and so from the county. You're gonna be in it, right? They're they're doing our audit today. I was like, oh shit! Hey, that you're trying to sneak it in there, all sly, like, like, oh, by the way, like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah, and so I've seen like you you I've I've seen inspections start and end within ten minutes because they walk up and say, I need to see this, this, and this, and you're like, I don't have any of that ready, and it's gonna take me an hour, and they're like, cool, fail. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. And you're like, too. and you're like. And then your and then your superiors come to you and like, how did you fail already? And you're like, I didn't know. I don't know what they needed. They walked them said they needed this, this, and this. And it's going to take me an hour to get all that stuff together. Well, there was an email that came out. There was. I don't have anything. It's like, when was the last time you saw me check my email? I don't even have a computer or access to the internet, and you want me to not check even my that? Email? <laughs> it was just never sent to you, right? It was yeah. just never forwarded on to you. So you're you're mm -hmm. like, I didn't even know this was happening today. And then they're like, oh, I guess I meant to send that to you. But you should always have these things together. I should always have seven logbooks out and all these documentation open to these pages so they can, it's like at any random time. Right. And that's, then, not, that's not how we work. <laughs> and, and then we start going into like doing extra shit for simple shit. You know what I mean? Like, yep. like well, you guys failed the inspection. So we're going to do all these extreme correction steps. And like, that was so dope. Why, why do we need to do that? Like, if we just did our job the first time and you notified me in ample time, we wouldn't have to do this. But now, since you fucked up, I got to fix it. <laughs> yep. Exactly how it goes. I slash we and everyone out there. <laughs> but yeah, never yeah. them. Yeah. Never yeah. them. Never them. Mm -mm. No. Never them. 
right? And then so you go into like a mandatory training to correct your mistakes, your mistakes. Weird, funny how that is. So then we got death by PowerPoints, reading signs, uh, some random manager who just all hands meetings, yeah, homework afterwards over four, right? Going in, going into work two hours prior to your shift, the disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had, I've had, I've had people come in and say, "Do we need to revisit the duties of your of your job title?" Well, no. Why? Well, you failed this inspection because I didn't know what they needed. I I gave them everything they needed, just it wasn't ready when they walked up. I didn't know when they were coming. Well, you should always be prepared for an inspection. Are you kidding me right now? Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll be audited, but don't expect me to carry like all this stuff and just be and just so happen to have it ready for you. You know, no, nobody operates that way. Nobody. I'm okay. I might have a, a record or two that's readily available within the next fifteen minutes. Okay, I might have that. Yeah, I can show you what I'm actively working on. Which which logbook I might be perusing through at this time. Like I can hand you that right now. Yeah, because it's right here. But the rest of the stuff I'm gonna have to go to the back or to over to documentation or wherever and get, get and acquire this paperwork. Yeah. And then I'm going to go dig up pulled forms, you know, and show you all that stuff. And I got to, yeah, it takes a minute. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Hey bubbles, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go do an inspection on you and this and that. Okay, sure. Let me just go drive an hour and a half to the bank so I can get that statement for you. friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're like, this doesn't, this doesn't happen immediately. You got to understand that. And I think some of the inspectors do that on purpose. But we'll be, let's take management out of the equation. I think some inspectors do that just to ruffle your feathers. Sure. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, they do absolutely. that. Just, it's a power trip almost for some people. Like, like I control your life right now. Yeah. And some people get high on that. You know what I mean? Do as yeah. I say. God damn it. Yeah. And I've seen inspectors do that. I've seen inspectors be like, because typically, especially in my line of work, you're only getting inspected on maybe four to six files at a time. Right. We'll go through individual client files. But I had an inspector just want to send a big fuck you to my boss. And she inspected the entirety of a, of a, of a program. Mm-hmm. So all of the active clients and every single client who had ever been in that program, she wanted every file. Wow. 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 She wanted it like within a week and a half. Jesus. Like, uh, that's a little. All uploaded to like secure stuff. Like. Then it was just like an astronomical thing. And like, you know, it was a really big flex of power of like, well, I said jump. So you better say how high. Yeah, we Gee. we came here and, you know, you have to be prepared to be able to do this. And we're going to make you be prepared to do this because I don't like you because it's a fucking Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I woke up in a shit mood this morning and you're all going to suffer for it. You know, like Mer- yeah. Mercury's in retrograde. So fuck you <laughs> and your life. Yeah. My, what are those? What are those? stones that people um the crystals oh my, <laughs> my crystal i broke a crystal on the way to work <laughs> you're like threw off my whole life your karma's out of alignment yeah. so <laughs> my, better have my, my shit ready my chakra is misaligned now <laughs> like, i apologize for your chakra but that's not my responsibility like, you want the whole system like i can't get you the whole system in a week and a half i can get you 10 files yeah like, did you understand how big that is you know to the whole system the whole thing like the whole whole thing. How many thousands and thousands of people we have in the system? It's going to take a while. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, you almost want to tell: Are are you actually going to go through each one of those? 
I bet you're not. I bet you're no, not. Of course I bet not. you're not. I, I, I would bet my next seven paychecks that you wouldn't. I mean, and you if would... you did, kudos to you, man. Like, you deserve it. Yeah. You deserve it. <laughs> I mean, you would need, you would need, you know, years to go through all of those files. Because, I mean, that's 30 plus years of files, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. And, and then say like, okay, the inspectors are here, right? Everyone's like Paul Revere. Oh my God, they're here. <laughs> Losing their shit, right? And then that's when managers, like all of a sudden they're like, like the most effective, efficient person just like barking around. Everyone gets to work. You do this. Blah, blah, blah. You. I've experienced some management like that. And I've experienced other managers run out and look at me, the lead or the lead and go, what do we do? <laughs> and you're, and you're the leader going, well, here's what I've set up so far, and here's what we did. Here's what I did last inspection, and it all passed. Okay, great. Hopefully, we pass again. I'm pretty sure we'll pass again. I know the, you know what I mean? Like, the inspector and I know each other. Like, mm-hmm. he was the one who did, did who inspected me last year. Right. Like, I know the criteria that they're looking for or what they asked me to correct. So, it's not going to be that huge of a deal. But then you get those other ones where, like, just barking and just want everything perfect to a T. And, like, wait a minute, friend. Oh, how about, how about when they find, when they find a problem on an inspection and they say you have a year to fix it, a year to fix it, this is true. And they come back in a year and the problem wasn't fixed. Oh, shut Ooh. it down. Do you remember? Do you, shut, yeah. do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a big one. That was if like, you can share, what was that problem? That was uh, finances, uh, money. Always is. Yeah. Always. Every always time. Is. Yeah. And they... They said, we told you to fix this and we gave you 365 days to do so and you couldn't be bothered. And hence, what came of that? The charge number tracking. Oh my God. Yeah. And it, labor it's, and accounting. It's, it's one thing for your department to get audited and blasted, but it's another thing for when it gets blasted so bad that finances has to get involved and like, look, you guys need to figure your shit out. I don't care what you got to do to cut costs and cut this crap, but we're getting blasted for your fuck up. So get with it. <laughs> and then they, and then they said, also, we're going to make it your responsibility who has nothing to do with labor and accounting to ensure that everybody's properly right. charging. And you're like, well, I'm not an accountant. Yeah. Who, who the fuck am I? <laughs> it's like, what you am I supposed I mean? to who do? This, right? That goes back to the whole process, right? Leadership, right? So weird. What is that? What is that? <laughs> what is that? What a novel concept. <laughs> do your job, right? <laughs> and, and when we say do your job, we're not just talking about the workers. We're talking about the ones who are in charge of workers, you know, because it all, it all starts from the top where if they're not doing their job, they're not taking their why seriously. As you said, Bubbles, if you're not taking your why seriously, that trickles down to the ones who are doing all the legwork. Well, and the worst part with that whole situation was even after they got smashed the, the second time, right, for not fixing the problem, Management still went and tried to make it the low man on the lowest man on the totem poles issue. Like, hmm, I'm trying to figure out how I can still get out of doing this job. Like, I remember that. Like, we are still, we are in this situation because you have failed to do your job. Yeah. I remember that argument too, that we were like, well, we got blasted, but like, how do I streamline this or how do I automate this? So how do I, basically, how do I get out from doing, have to do anything with this and do any additional work? And still make it their problem. Yeah, it's like, so why, why do I pay you? Yeah, what <laughs> why, are you here for? What are you here for? Like, you're, uh, you're a cost of poor quality, uh, going back to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, your job is to be the check and balance. And when that system's broken, why am I continuing to use you? How many experiences have any of you have with that? 
we're, 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 doing, we're opening the can of worms yeah, with this one. The can of worms. Bubba, Bubba was like, you're, 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 I, you're quivering at the lips. You're like, <laughs> like I have actually, you know, gone through and did a complete restructure because of that. Uh, because, you know, there was just so much inefficiencies and we were getting audited and there was findings coming up and this whole, you know, what keeps you here? Why are you here? What drives you here? Message wasn't getting through. It was harder to flip a team. And so it was like, I'll just restructure it then. I wish to God I had that authority because I would have restructured the shit out of that place. Yeah, I mean, I'm very grateful for, you know, the ability to control and maneuver as much as I do, Um, especially in my line of work. I, you know, receive very little supervision um, from my boss and I kind of just drive what I need to drive Um, and it works for us. You know, I'm not somebody that really wants to ask for permission to do something. I just do it and then I'm going to be like, well, sorry if it pissed you off, but this is my reason for why I did it. Six has said that so many times. <laughs> Easier to ask for forgiveness. <laughs> permission, right? Yeah. I wonder where she gets it from. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Might have trickled that one down. Uh, but yeah, you know, so... I developed a complete restructure because it just wasn't working. And so we needed to figure out how were we going to be efficient in our work and the execution of our outcomes. Because at the end of the day, we still are responsible for outcomes and measurable instances as it, you know, we're, we're taking human lives and we're measuring them in a very real fashion, Yeah, which isn't always pretty. It's not always nice. And, and, you know, when you really start to think about it and analyze it, it's a little fucked up because you're then you are literally how putting much a price on the, on, on a human life. Yeah, like this is what you are actually are you worth? worth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it, it's walking that line of, I need to make sure that things are efficient. So let me restructure because, What I also saw too, and I had to sit with it was, you know, my staff and then the staff teams that I was taking over when I did this restructure, were not receiving the support that they needed. So that that's my fault at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's how do I give back to you? Um, So we then integrated a a variety of different checks and balances, different support metric, like matrices. Um, And then we also kind of, we we took them back to what their actual job really is as opposed to this idea of, well, I'm a babysitter sitting in this program. Like, no, you are very tangibly responsible for the outcomes of these young people. You, you are actually face-to-face talking with them, interfering with them. Yeah, that's not the right word. Supposed Interfacing with them. Yeah. Um, so you're the front line. Like the information they tell you is what helps us make decisions at this level. So I know you think you're not important right now but but you are you are front line tip yeah. of the spear like you drive the work you drive you do the, the work. work yeah you're telling me what what re- what the situation really is and so i can say like oh they don't need that kind of actually no you do need this additional funding to to do these yeah. absolutely um I, I was i was gonna expand a little bit but you pretty much hit the nail on the head on that one and sometimes the restructure is the help and that's kind of like the goal for inspections audits and process reviews is to see if your current setup is working and when it's not that's when you have to do a rebrand a restructure uh, a rehash of what you got going on but some people just don't like that because they, they fell in love with the process or they fell in love with their lack thereof in the process you know why they don't like it because if it changes they they're smart enough to know that they're not part of the change 
yeah. because they are the problem. Right. So why would I change it? Because if I, ch- if it, if I help change it, I'm cutting myself out of this. And right. I know that. So I got to keep this train wreck going for mm-hmm. as long as possible. Right. Until, until, until costs or the inspection goes so bad that somebody says, get out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Until you're forced out. Right. And then that's the, the absolute worst mindset to have. Like for all you, for all those who are out there who know a person of that, or God forbid you are that person. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> slap you, slap them or slap yourself. Right. Like, Please. You got to understand, like when you, <laughs> when you invoke the change, you're giving yourself the marketability to stay in business, you know? And we were talking about the restructure, the rebrand, the reprocess. So that stuff is not easy to do. You know, there's a lot of metrics. There's a lot of analysis that goes into it. And the inspection kind of gives you the answers for some of it, for some of that. But you also got to know what you're doing to begin with, right? Well, the inspections, the inspections correct you along the way. So like, instead of finding out you're dicked up at step 98, you can fix yourself at step two. Yeah. So instead of ending at step 100, you're now going to step 200. Right. So some people only see short term goals like, mm-hmm. oh, if I get through this, I'm good for six months. Right. Okay. Well, maybe that's your only six months. You're good for six months, but that's the last six months because mm-hmm. you're so messed up. You're not going to, your longevity is not there anymore. Right. And inspections afford you to say, okay, instead of operating for only six months, I got another five years. Mm-hmm. And if I, the next inspection, I implement those changes, or maybe I fix myself enough that there are no changes, but there'll probably be changes right if you that messed up to begin with. And okay, and now instead of five years, I got 10 years more of operational. Mm-hmm. But people don't don't look at the longevity. They just see the short-term goal. Yeah, right. They just see the the failing grade or the passing grade. It's like, all right, we did it. Move on. Right? Yeah, it's a fail pass. And we passed. Yeah, okay, let's put some numbers to it, though. You passed by 0.1. Yeah. But still pass. Huh. Right. But that's that's not a lot of margin for error either. Right. Like, they, if they'd have found one more thing, you'd have failed. Right. And let's be honest, they could have probably found one more thing. They were just being nice. Yeah, right. They just they just got tired of it. Like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go home. I'm in wherever I'm at. Uh, I'm going to give these people, uh, here's, I'm going to give them the things that I found right away. And I'm going to give them that list and let's see if they fix themselves. Yeah. And if they don't, okay. You obviously don't want to continue on. Right. Case in point with that one sample we just yeah, <laughs> talked about. Exactly. That, I don't, I don't, Yeah. Okay, we could go on for hours yeah, about that one. That one, man. we we need we need some like legal immunity for that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, we need some. We need a lawyer on our side. Yeah, any, anyone there want to pony up and help us out? <laughs> yeah, then we can get down to the nitty gritty. Oh, us, oh all, man, all sorts of nitty and uber gritty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. Uh, what's it? That twenty grit. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, twenty grit. It's basically dude. stones glued to a piece of. <laughs> if you take a piece of duct tape and lay it in a gravel driveway and pull it up, it's that gritty. <laughs> right, and that's pretty the goal. The goal of all these inspections and whatnot is so you can see if the a like like we mentioned earlier that the process is working and that what you inf- instilled prior to is the way to go. Yeah, you fix yourself right. So the inspection identifies your weaknesses and gives you opportunity to fix the weaknesses. And eventually you just keep going to the point where you hopefully you have, insp- you, you have nothing. Um, there's been only like one or two instances I know where an inspection has come out with zero, zero marks, but I gotta, I gotta believe that inspection wasn't a, really a, 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 a super thorough. It was kind of one of those like, cool, the building's still here. Nothing's on fire. Right. 
You Nobody, still have walls. There's no bodies laying in the corner. Hmm. <laughs> Right. Looks good. It's looks fine. good. It's good. Yeah, yeah it's good. Right. Yeah. I was like, it looks clean. It smells clean. All right, let's move on. Yep. <laughs> but that's that's been you know rare. But I yeah, guess I don't very think rare. Those were. <laughs> right. Or and, and um, the inspection will also tell you if the results are true. Right. True results. Ooh, crazy. Now we're getting to real shit. Right. Because uh, you hear a lot of managers or or uh, directors, specialists, whatever. They'll say like, oh, we've hit our average for the day, month, year, whatever, quarter, whatever all right, cool. So yeah, you hit your average, but what's the spread, right? What's the variation in that? Mm-hmm. Cause you say, yeah, we hit our average. Say our average is a C. Okay. But how many F's did you get? <laughs> right. So, so facts over visual. Yeah. You look like you have it, your stuff together, but facts are telling me when I get down to the metrics of it, mm-hmm. you really don't. So like you were saying six, well, our average is a C We've gotten a B twice, which pulled our average to a C. Right. But we had three D's and, and an F. <laughs> yeah, you know right. what I mean? And yeah. that, so it's like you're really not doing great. Right. You you just hit good twice to pull you to a C. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we hitting B's and A's? Or, or you get time? the or you get why some, isn't the C the lowest one I'm getting? Right. Or you get the ones where like they just report their highest reported, and that could have been however long ago, right? So you get like a oh, yeah. you get like a restaurant like yeah we're a ra- we're a rated A it's like yeah but that was back in like 2006 we're in 2020 <laughs> friend like yeah. I'm pretty sure this is not a grade you've, A you've pulled a, you've pulled a, you've pulled a D grade for the last you're basically serving dog meat <laughs> <laughs> bubbles can you can bubbles I mean I highly doubt that happened but I, I'd assume like you have ran into some instances like that you know I don't think that I have. I'm, you know, trying to recall in either my experiences, but I don't think I have. I think that, you know, across the board, we've either been, you know, consistently shitty or, <laughs> well, we, have, or we have, you know, consistently excelled and it's always been a polarization of, of either one of those. Uh-huh. But, but has you- that been a reflection of the team you had? Yes. Okay. And, so and when it was bad that we had, yeah, can yeah. You consistently say you tried your best. <laughs> I don't know if we, we did can, our best. I don't know if some of them could say that they consistently tried their best. I can say that I consistently right. tried my best. So from your career, though, the times that you might have done lesser on a on an ins- on an inspection or whatever is because it was poor leadership and yeah. the team that was working really didn't care too much. And then the times you had success, everybody was with it on the same program on the same page. Yeah, Savings. I think too, oh, you know, the times where they it hasn't been good at all has been because of, you know, poor management and management gatekeeping all of this knowledge, Ooh, you know, and not then trusting, what? not then trusting, you know, the, the staff to be able to execute it. And I specifically remember that, you know, working with Shoreline in the past too, where, you know, we we're eager to to work and learn but our management at that time was just like well i'm not going to teach you to do anything and it's going to be your fault when we fail and it's like well because if i teach you what i know then that makes me what's, obsolete what's, what's, yeah. What's, yeah it makes me obsolete but it but, also holds me responsible because mm-hmm. i taught you yeah you know? also, yeah also holds me responsible but but whoever will come in and, and fail because of that i would I guess I don't, I don't know all inspectors out there, but I know for me, I would go, well, why don't you know this? Well, we haven't been trained. 
I'm going right to the right to the lead. Right. Let me see the training records. Why haven't these been, people been trained? Why are they being asked to do this job with no formal training? You have failed your team, right. and that failing grade goes on the lead, the manager, the whoever. You have failed to do your job properly. You are not fit for this position, and you alone are the reason this failed. Right. Yeah. You would think that'd be right. You would think that'd be the case. Twas I, not the case. Twas not. Twas I just not don't, the case. And that's that's such a common a common thing in most businesses and I don't understand why. Yeah, I would what's, agree the, what's the reasoning why they would pin it on you, the worker and not the manager, manager that's supposed management. to be holding you accountable for all of these things to begin right, with. To ensure that you have everything you need to be able to do your job properly. And it's not just the industries you've worked in. It's six and I's industry. It's, uh, it's another it's every industry. industry, every industry. Like, yeah. I just, I, I don't understand why that's such a common thing as, okay, well, we failed because of the worker bees. Uh, you guys, you guys have dis- disappointed me and let me down. Right. That's management saying it to you. And you're like, well, I asked you several times mm-hmm. to, to provide me this training. And you said, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, you know, it, it's management being like, well, if I teach them this, then I lose a little bit of power. And which is totally like, not the case, you know? No. Yeah, it's not. It, it's it's training your your staff to be able to, you know, run and operate what it is that you're needing them to run and operate when you're not there. And, right. you know, that that's going to reflect on, it, on when you get audited or inspected. If, if I have to be there and watch you every day for every hour of the day, me, myself as the manager, I have not done my job properly. Right. Mm-hmm. Because... I don't want to be there every hour of the day, every day. I want to know that I've trained you properly and trust you enough that you know your job, that I can step away and have a little bit of a life. Right. Right? Yeah. And so micromanaging comes down to that some point, but... I, I have something to add to that point. Ooh, let's, let's you know, uh, <laughs> Tell us more. Because Bubbles and I did work together, and uh, the owner that we worked for had security cameras in all of her stores, as most owners do. With audio. With audio, but she would actually be sitting at home, and I, I, I can I can give this example. Like, I was closing the store, and I was mopping the, mopping the floors, and I, was, I would mop the back half of the store because I closed the bathrooms, and then at the end of the night when everything was closed, I'd mop the front half of the store. Well, so I mopped the back half of the store... There's mats on the front half of the store that I, I'm not even touching because I'm not there yet. I get a phone call as I'm mopping the floors. And it's the owner, and she goes, Well, aren't you going to move those mats? I'm like, when I get there. <laughs> but, you know, and, 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 like, and I get that you're trying to take, you know, uh, you want to ensure that things get done right, but trust me enough to know that I'm going to do it. Watch me. Yeah. Or right, if you're watching me, the camera's fine. Let's just go, just go, let me see, let me see if, if he doesn't, and if he yeah. doesn't do it, okay, I'll but call you She would you take it, it a step further, so we worked in one of these restaurants that was inside of a uh, grocery store, and she couldn't access the cameras from home because she would have to be able to tap into the grocery store's security cameras, and they wouldn't allow that, so... Okay. So she's not allowed to have that access. So she would actually, I've, I've caught her on more than one occasion, more, more than once. She'd be sit, she'd be standing in like, um, the, the women's apparel aisle inside of a clothes rack watching us. Yes. Wow. Yes. 
so like, like, and I'm like, isn't that so and so? It, it, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm not going to change anything that I'm doing, but that's just do we, can we just go, can we go and say hi? Just it's like, no I, I'm making eye contact with her. It's like when you're okay. making a coffee or something, and you're like, I can. S- Hi, I can, I can see you. <laughs> you yeah, know? but it's just like it was just this never ending. And, and 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 she was one of those gatekeeping type of owners and and that it does not benefit you as the owner and it does not benefit the employee whatsoever. No, because the employee goes, why am I even going to try now if she's yeah. just going to yeah. question me on everything? But now back to the why is the why is the low level guy the one getting hammered? for the failed inspection and not the manager. What if the manager is the one that's getting hammered, but you're not, cause you're the low level person. You're not seeing the conversation between the inspectors and mm-hmm. them. And so, and so the manager comes out and goes, this is your fault. Whereas any real lead would go, Hey team, we failed. Yeah. And it's my fault. Yeah. Because yeah. I have failed to do this properly right. to and you. And here's how we're going to fix it. Right. But some, the, some, something to that effect. The human, the human ego is uh, super fragile. And I can't admit that I'm wrong, mm-hmm. so it right. must be you, right? You know, and I, and I and I think I know the answer. And this is really general. I think of a lot of reasons like that for the gatekeeping and all that. It really boils down to your character, right? You as a person, like what what are your values and what do you consider to be uplifting, downlifting, whatever the case may be, right? And for and a lot of people is the blame or the ego, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Well, I like it when you inflate it, but I don't like it when you deflate it or you put me to where I'm supposed to be, you know? Yeah. So the only way up is to step on. And I, and I think a lot of those people, they've done what was necessary to get themselves into that position, but they've promoted themselves beyond the point of their capabilities. Right. So now I've got me here. I know I can't go any further because I just don't have the skill set to do it. So now I have to actively push people down mm-hmm. so nobody can come close to me because I know that I'm in a really unstable spot up here because I'm barely able to do this. Right. And, and we've said this uh, how many times all of us we get together. Like if you're in fear of being replaced, then you're replaceable. Yep. Super yep. replaceable. Hey, hands across the board. Like <laughs> 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 uh, uh, closing thoughts, bubbles. Uh, you know, inspections can suck. And they can be all right, just as long as you do your job. And, you know, sometimes you got to be able to bullshit your way through it a little bit um, and make that connection. But at the end of the day, you know, it's just a a mechanism to improve the outcome of your work and the quality of your work. And people should take it as such and also take ownership when it falls through. Agreed. Uh, Be responsible for your own actions. You and your team or you and you alone, depending on the nature of your operation, uh, are dependent upon your success or failures. Um, if you fail, take it as a learning experience, fix yourself and move on. Yep. Right. And that's how it should always be. Like your inspection should be a, a preventative and B to, uh, as a means to improve, as you said, MVP. And as you also have said, bubbles, like in, in the end, like it's all there to help you. I mean, I know some of these inspectors are real sleazy and anal like that where they just really looking to pick you through. But in in the essential core of it, it's meant to help you and also to prevent defects and whatever have you. We like to thank our patrons for supporting us and helping us make this episode and all our episodes. 
helping Shoreline make, maintain her gear and be happy in doing so. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> he, he is grateful. <laughs> I am grateful. I have, grateful. have to throw that in there. He, he is, is and you will be grateful. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a bumper sticker now. You are grateful. You are grateful. <laughs> we got a merch idea. There you go. Yeah, I think so. There you go. Speaking of merch, uh, check out our merch at cancelformaintenance.com. Check out our, our first sponsor at uh, rockwilltime.com. They make some some fancy watches, some sunglasses, another outdoor apparel. Uh use code CX number four MX. That's uh, Charlie X-Ray, the number four, Mike X-Ray. Save 20% off your next purchase. Again, support us on Patreon. Your patronage is what helps us continue making these episodes. Bring on guests like Bubbles, who's a patron too, by the way. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know. And this is what helps us keep making the show, bring on guests, and help Shoreline happy. If you have some ideas for the show, or you would like to be a guest on the show as well, uh, set, go on to cancelformaintenance.com, shoot us a contact line, and we'll do what we can to get your stories or yourself on the show. All right, everybody. Thank you very much. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>